Welcome to the Dan and Cosm Show, Think Big with Dan and Cosm. And our guest today is Scott. And Scott, if you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us, you know, who you are and your story. Um, and I guess, you know, what you do today. All right. Well, my name is Scott Bradford. I am the vice president of operations of Sun Buggy Fun Rentals. Uh, I've been at Sun Buggy a long time, since about 2006. And uh, we have a lot of fun. We, we have a, a really unique operation. Uh, we kind of had to make things up as we go. And then um, this makes it a, a creative endeavor, something we really enjoy doing here. Awesome. So you mentioned to me, obviously, that you're not the founder, but you've been there for a very long time. So I guess what made you want to join the company at that point in time? And, um, you know, what were things like in the early days? Like, you know, how did you guys come up for, you know, bringing the company to where it is today? Uh, well, yeah, I just moved to Vegas. Uh, I previously, I've lived in a lot of places. I've, I've moved around. I've lived in uh, previously Florida, California, Colorado, Washington, Montana, and I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. And uh, I've, I've had a fair share of uh, different careers, a lot of sales and, and uh, that type of stuff. But most recently in Florida, I was a, a cable guy installing cable. But anyways, uh, coming to Las Vegas, wanted to make a new start, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And uh, the, the thought was I was going to e either be a pool guy because I see, I uh, thought that would be nice, drive around, work on pools, or uh, maybe get into the casinos and be a blackjack dealer. Uh, I looked into both, and uh, after, after I took a closer look, neither was really that appealing to me. So, um, you know, not wanting to be a cable guy anymore and uh, wanting to find something new, I literally just bought a newspaper. You know, I've been looking online and monster and everything for about a month and, and no success. And I actually bought a newspaper and put on a suit, left the house and just looked at the ads. And I saw an ad for shuttle driver for a doom buggy rental company. So that's how I came to some buggy. And uh, the thing that was uh, that attracted me to some buggy once I came in and, and saw the location was actually that they build the doom buggies. Uh, so it's a very unique and special thing. Uh, I actually have an associate's degree in auto and diesel technology in my younger years. I had uh, aspirations to be an automotive engineer that kind of got derailed. So I thought it was really cool that I would be working somewhere where they build vehicles. So that, that's how I kind of landed on Sunbuggy uh, as a shuttle driver. And uh, it, it wasn't uh, very glamorous at first. I was driving up and down the strip in a van. Uh, picking up customers and uh, just hanging out at some buggy and, and uh, their truck company trying to figure out how to grow. And there was only uh, four or five people, I think, working there at the time. Wow. So I guess what steps did you take at Sun Buggy to, you know, I guess like work your way up to where you are today? Um, you know, I've always been kind of a uh, uh, aspirational. I want to see what I can do. I want to see what I can do better. Uh, you know, I look at stuff and think, oh, is there a better way to do this, a better way to do that? And, and a lot of my previous positions, uh, I've ended up uh, at different companies in a, in a position of manager or, or as a leader. Um, just I think it's kind of outside the norm. Most people just are fine doing what they've always done. And uh, I'm, I'm never I'm never happy to stand still. I want to, want to move forward and I want to do better, you know. And uh, so I would just naturally as a driving a, a shuttle van at some buggy, think, oh, how could we get more customers? How could we advertise? How could we better reach people? And I had done a lot of sales and marketing uh, at previous jobs. And so uh, we started trying uh, different things to, to reach out to different types of customers. 
Awesome. So I guess in those days, what strategies did you use to reach more customers? Um, well, you know, in Vegas, there's a lot of companies kind of set up and uh, fail within six months to a year. So uh, at the time, most of the bookings were through concierges. So you go to your hotel and you go to your concierge, hey, book me a tour or something fun to do. Uh, it's less of a thing now with uh, everybody having the internet in their pocket. But at the time, that was the main way that you would reach customers. And you would go to the hotels and the concierges and say, hey, I got this new thing. And for the most part, They've already heard so many different new things that aren't around anymore. They're not very interested. They say, oh, yeah, but that's fine. We got Grand Canyon tours. That's the big thing. It has been for, for I guess, a million years in Vegas. You can hop on a bus or a helicopter and go see the Grand Canyon. So uh, we didn't get a lot of traction there. But one thing that really um, started to work for us was uh, large corporate events. Um, and, and it was new to everybody here. We didn't really know about, you know, a, a meeting planner or a destination planner. So we, what is a DMC? What, what is a meeting planner? And we started looking them up and figuring out that there's these people that just host big companies going to cities. And uh, so the, the question came up, well, how do we reach these people? And uh, with my uh, experience in the past, having been uh, with telemarketing prior, I said, well, let's call them. So that's what we did. We sat down and we started calling the, these meeting planners, planners and having uh, meetings and say, hey, hey, we got these dune buggies. We can throw these unique uh, corporate parties out in the dunes. And uh, once we did a few of those, it became very popular. You know, people said, hey, we could do this new thing. And it's something I think they were yearning for something new and different, unique, not the same old, same old, because at that level, you're trying to earn the customer by having a unique offering. So uh, they're all about something different as contrary to the concierge who just want to do what they've always done. And, you know, not, they're not looking for new customers. They're just servicing their walk-ups. Right. So that really uh, launched it for us. So would you say that as Vegas has become more of a destination for conferences and things of that sort, has that helped your business grow as well? Uh, yeah, we, we definitely have. Um, you know, the, the doom buggies and we have ATVs and the doom buggies are a higher end uh, product. We just have to charge more. It just costs more to do them. Uh, you can't put as many on a trailer. We build them here in house. Um, and uh, so a doom buggy customer is a $300 customer versus a ATV customer is a $100 customer. And Vegas is always full. They just change the room rates. So uh, in convention season, when uh, you've got Oracle and all these big corporations here for CES or the SEMA show or uh, World of Concrete, all the construction companies come out, uh, those are the whales. Those are uh, executives uh, that are here on the company dollar and they have a lot of disposable income and they'll come out and do doom buggies. So there's definitely a convention season. And then uh, there's an off convention season is generally summer when school's out. So it's more families and kids. And those are our goldfish. So we still say pretty busy and we actually do a lot of volume, but in a lower price category. Right. So you mentioned that early when you guys started that you were doing more phone calls, but I guess today that shifted more to LinkedIn or cold email or like what's been the best way to get new clients to find out about Sunball in 2023. Uh, you know, it, it's as old as the day is long. It's word of mouth. Um, you know, and word of mouth nowadays is reviews, uh, you know, Google and Yelp and TripAdvisor and, and Facebook and, and, you know, um, uh, social media. Um, but th there's nothing like, uh, showing the customers a good time and having them go home 
and bragged everybody about how much fun they had in Vegas at Sun Buggy. So, uh, you know, we've we've done uh, all kinds of advertising with there's these booklets they distribute on the strip. Uh, we've had rack cards on all the racks. And, uh, you know, that that generates some business. It, it does. We actually at one point had a doom buggy display on the baggage carousel at the airport uh, for a while, uh, which is not cheap. And, uh, you know, like uh, there's a famous quote uh, about advertising. I think it's Richard Branson. I'm wasting half my money on advertising, but I don't know which half, you know, so it, it's really tough and it's really nice to have a, uh, like a Google analytics and you can say, aha, this many people bought. But even at that, you don't know how many people were just searching for some buggy and you had to buy your own customers. Uh, so above and beyond all that stuff is people that come out here, have a really unique and really fun experience that they can't have anywhere, anywhere else and tell their friends and come back. We'll have a, a corporate event and, uh, and see the same guy six months later with a bachelor party. And uh, another year later, he's here with his family, you know, so um, that's the, the driving, uh, the driving, the growth factor at some buggy is the customers. Cool. Okay. So by the way, Scott, uh, how, many, how much traffic you're getting from your website? Uh, well, there's, there's a, a lot of web traffic. Um, we have a lot of content on our site. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we do get a lot of web hits that are close to, you know, not everybody knows there's doom buggies. So, uh, from the marketing aspect, making, uh, people aware that there's doom buggies that so we do have a lot of, uh, Vegas relevant content on our site, which draws a lot of traffic. Um, and we do, uh, have a, a little bit of a advertising budget, uh, for keywords and all that. Uh, but you know, there's, I don't know, 50, 60,000 hits a month on the website. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, that's good to know. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, 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 your website do have some problems as well. Like, uh, uh, there are some uh, errors. I, I, I just, by the way, I just reviewed before this meeting, I, I just reviewed your website and I came to know like there are some uh, errors over there. Uh, and uh, it's SEO score is a bit low for now, and but you still are getting uh, good traffic. This is this is something really good, and uh, I think if you uh, go for some SEO work on your website, and if you can fix your website a bit, uh, like maybe make it a bit more modern, make it a bit more uh, UI friendly and UX friendly, then you 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 will begin to get a lot of, a lot a lot of the traffic as well, like a lot more traffic. <laughs> I yeah. Believe. yeah, yeah. We we uh we've done a lot with uh, different marketing firms with our website over the years. We're actually doing a clean sheet uh, revamp of the whole thing because uh, it's evolved so much over time that there's kind of a lot of spaghetti uh, holding it together. But there's there's more that meets the eye uh, on the on the public side of the site. So we are doing a, a clean sheet rebuild right now. Right. Yeah. They, they always say people tell me um, technology moves in dog years. You know, it's like it just moves so quickly. It's like you might update yep. something two years ago and then it's just, you know, um, I guess my question for you is. Um, so in terms of like if, if somebody's watching this today, like just to get into be in your shoes, today, you know, because basically just from my understanding is that you sort of took a risk. You know, you joined Sun Buggy in the early stages like. What can somebody look for in a company if they're going to join a team of a company that can really grow and scale to kind of this magnitude? Uh, it's never one big thing. It's always a lot of little things. Um, you know, uh, our, our team wears uniforms. I mean, and that you can't just have a team of people wearing uniforms and all of a sudden you're successful. 
but it's a little bit different than when you go to uh, Joe Bob's ATV company and there's a bunch of guys in t-shirts and jeans. You're not really sure who's the ones working there. So it's, it's all the little things. It's all the little details and all the little details add up. Um, you, you, you can't outsource everything. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of companies that want to make your website for you, want to do your HR for you, uh, want to build your vehicles, maintain your fleet. Uh, you know, those are all things that if you outsource them, you don't have as much creative control and, um, it, it limits your ability to move as, as a company. We've actually, uh, used a lot of booking systems. There's a lot of out of the box booking systems now, like, uh, uh, well, I don't want to name names, but there's there's basically companies that cater to tour companies so that, they, hey, you can do all your bookings through us. And uh, I've demoed all of them and they're all great. And they're all kind of a walled garden. You know, they they do a lot of stuff to just lock you into it. And and we actually have built our own customer management system from the ground up um, uh, over the years that uh, we need a feature and we we program it and we have that control and we have that flexibility and uh uh, so when, when you do, you can do stuff in-house, it don't always take the, the easy way. And it's a lot of little things. It's never one big thing. No, hundred percent. Yeah. We go ahead. Castle. Yeah. I, I, I believe uh, your website is also developed in-house. I can see like this is developed in PHP core and uh, like, uh, obviously this is developed by some developer. This is not an automated, uh, automated, automatically, automatically generated website. <laughs> Yeah, this is I, something someone yeah. developed, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I always yeah. like we we always tell our clients like that's the best way to do it, you know, Scott. Just like a lot of people use all these third-party companies, and the companies own their data, they own all their information, they don't own anything. And we tell our clients, say, hey, listen, like that's the best way to do it. Like, do a custom, own everything. It's your data, it's your customers. Like, why would you let someone else, you know, manage and own that for you? You know? Yeah. yeah. You can't really have a competitive advantage uh, if someone else is doing your, your website, because uh, if I say I come up with some type of unique system for rentals or support or, or service, and I have my vendor do that, it doesn't matter that there's a disclaimer that it's top secret and everything like that. They're not going to be able to go to their next client and not implement those same solutions and, and use it as something that they've added to their repertoire because you had them develop it. So um, that's the main reason we have, have done everything in-house. Um, we actually have experimented with using different vendors, outsourced vendors, and, and every time we run into this wall at some point or another, nope, you can't do that. Nope, system doesn't that. Can you implement that? No, we, we can't. And so, yeah, you're right. They own your data. They own your business processes is the big thing. I always talk to uh, my developers here. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Little Britain, the comedy skit show. And there's a there's a skit in there. The lady that uh, her her saying is computer says no, and, and the the thing from it that you can get from it is that uh, your software defines your business process. And so if you have to build your company around somebody else's software, you can't innovate your business process. Uh, so that that's why we want to do it in house, and uh, it's it's really it's the hard way, but uh, and it's a long journey, uh, but it, it lets us do some innovative stuff that uh, you won't see at other rental companies. That's smart. And I would ask also, so in terms of systems or software, like you were talking about in-house systems, I guess, what, 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 do you, like, what systems do you love? Or like, what do you love about it? And what do you not like in terms of things that you're using every day? Um, you know, we, we uh, for the longest time, we were all on Ubuntu. Um, I, I've, I've got an IT background. I, uh, well, I didn't 
go to school for IT, but I taught myself programming way back in the 80s and, uh, you know, always been a techie guy. So uh, when the company was small and people's computers weren't working, uh, you know, I was the guy to, to go in and fix it. And um, people were having problems with, you know, MySpace Messenger and all kinds of crap popping up on their systems. Like, oh, I know how to fix this. I would just wipe the drive and put a Ubuntu Linux install on there and say, here, here you go. You know, and you don't have these issues anymore. So for the longest time we were on uh, Ubuntu, uh, we also use the Google Workspace Enterprise, uh, which, which is a great system. Um, and uh, recently started using the uh, Chrome OS Flex, which you can take the Chrome operating system and install them on commodity hardware. So uh, it's great. You, you sit down at any desk in the company, you log into your Chrome OS with your, your sumbuggy.com username, and there it is. There's your bookmarks, your browser, your saved passwords. Everything is right there, and it follows you around. And so uh, that that's been our uh, our, our recent in the last I guess year and a half or so. We've we've migrated off of uh, uh, Ubuntu Linux to a uh, Chrome OS uh, for all our desktops. And uh, you you uh, Google Workspace is how we do our collaboration and and uh, communications. That's cool. So I guess as of right now, like, what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, well, um, I, I sometimes joke with the crew that I'm, I'm in the sanitation department. You know, I, I kind of architect stuff uh, and say, okay, here's our processes. Here's how you're going to answer sales calls. Uh, here's how this is going to work or that's going to work. And so when something gets messy, I, I go in and clean it up, you know. Um, so it, it's it's an administrative uh uh, and I mean, my favorite part is innovation, you know, getting into a problem and, and trying to find a better way to, to solve it. You know, I look at stuff that we do uh, day in and day out and I think, why do we, why do we do it that way? And sometimes it's just because you've always done it that way. And it doesn't occur to anybody that uh, you don't really have to do that step, like a step you can just eliminate from a check-in process or, or whatnot. So um, I try and uh, just uh, keep my eyes open and look around. Uh, I, I spend a lot of time just walking around the company and, and seeing what everybody's doing, uh, which to everybody else doesn't look like work, you know? <laughs> uh, but early on, uh, you know, when uh, things started getting complicated and there's more than, you know, five or 10 people working, you realize that if you have your head down in the trenches, uh, sometimes you, you can't get a, a view of the big picture. So I, I do have, you know, uh, uh, administrative, you know, data entry and reports and stuff that I do, but a, a lot of it is just kind of looking around and seeing what's coming and uh, trying to plan and uh, and innovate. That's cool. So, so you mentioned also like high quality at Sunbuggy, right? So when you're hiring somebody new, like what do you look for? Like for somebody, because, you know, it seems like it's a great place to work. It seems like that you're making sure that you have the best people. Like how do you make sure that the best people are working at Sunbuggy? Well, I think, you know, it comes down to motivation. Um, you really got to look at what motivates people. Uh, if it's only money, uh, it's very hard to motivate them to do anything without uh, putting a dollar sign on it. You know, you can say, okay, here's your hourly rate. And they say, well, I'm, I'm going to also have you take care of this. Well, that's not included in my current job description. Let's renegotiate my salary. Uh, so what we look for uh, is we look for someone that would enjoy working for a dune buggy rental company. Uh, we always joke that uh, we look for the keyword on the uh, the F word on the application, that if they use the word fun, then uh, that that's probably the people that need to work here. Um, so so you have someone that that uh, 
not necessarily looking for a job to pay their bills, but that understands that this is how you spend a great portion of your life uh, sitting in the office. Or if you're a tour guide, you're, you're charging through the desert in a dune buggy all day. So uh, for a lot of people, they have the understanding that, well, that might be more fun than stringing cable up or um, uh, doing drywalls or framing or whatever other kind of job, you know, that they've had in the past. They think, I, I don't really like mowing lawns, but I kind of have fun at some buggy. Uh, so th that's, you know, the, the F word. We look for fun on the application. That we, ha we have a, actually a question on this is what compelled you to come apply for this job? So we look for people to say, I want a fun job. Um, and that, that's really key that we're in an entertainment business and the people are here for fun. So if the staff isn't having fun, if they're dreading the next customer interaction, then uh, it, it shows. The customers feel it like, oh, God, this guy's got to take me on tour and he's just hating life. You know, so uh, the shuttle driver got to pick him up and they're just irritated with the traffic, you know. So the people here are really actually having a good time. And uh, that, that's kind of our secret sauce. The, the, the owner of the company was previously very successful in uh, the roofing industry. I mean, very successful in roofing industry, had a very large company um, and had uh, young children. And uh, as a family, they would enjoy off-road recreation. So when he thought about how he spends his time uh, and how when the kids get older, getting them involved in the family business, he didn't really like the idea of throwing them up on a roof spreading tar. And I said, boy, I spend all my time at work. Why don't I do something fun? So when, when I started here, he would uh, spend his time with some buggy and then he'd have roofing uh, uh, charts all over his desk where he's bidding roofs for his roofing company that was still winding down and uh, funding the dune buggy business. And uh, he always used to say that he figured out how to uh, make a small fortune in the dune buggy business. And the secret was to start with a large fortune. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, so I, we, didn't make, we didn't make money for a few years. Right, right, right. So, so I guess... You, and just to wrap this up and conclude, like, you know, I mean, we, like Hassling and myself, a sort of company not that long ago, like, what advice do you have for us? Like, as people that are new founders, starting a place, like a new company, what's the biggest piece of advice that we should look for to get to the level of, you know, sun buggy one day? Uh, follow your passions and do what you love. Um, you know, it's, it's, it makes everything just better. It's, uh, it's, it's its own motivation. Uh, to, to follow your passions and, and do something you love. Cause you know, whether you believe you come back or reincarnate or whatever, if you only go around once, you're going to spend a lot of time at work, especially when you're starting a company or running a company, it's not just like a regular nine to five. So uh, uh, do something that you enjoy and that you want to do and want to spend your time doing and the rest will probably work itself out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just want to say, um, you know, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And we learned a lot. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And I was, I was glad to have you on our podcast. All right. Thanks for yeah. having me. It was fun. Thanks, and, God. and, and I learned, I learned one thing from you, Scott, that, uh, we should, we should add fun in our business. Like maybe <laughs> this is, this is something important to add in the business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sometimes uh, the fun way is not the easy way, but it's, it's more interesting. So yeah you know it's compelling exactly exactly awesome yeah. thanks again all right. scott thanks you guys have a good one thanks scott all right bye-bye